Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily Talk Sport show. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown joined myself and Simon as Gary Lineker found himself reinstated by the BBC this morning, having been taken off air last week. Plus, has Tyson Fury moved the goalposts one time too many in his bid to face Alexander Yusik? We hear from his promoter, Alexander Krashuk, after the most recent round of demands. As we, 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 we'll talk over this now in the next few moments, but um, I've been watching it with interest, as have you, Simon, the developments of this. There are many questions coming out of this, aren't there? Yeah. This Monday morning. Yeah. What would you say is the most important question to come out of it after a resolution has been found? Well, I spoke to one of our shows on Friday afternoon and said that my perception would be that they would find a, a solution at some particular point and review the social media strategy going forwards. And that's probably what they're going to do now. If, yeah. you, if you read the statement, <clears throat> it apologises to the viewers. <clears throat> it's not apologising to Gary Lineker or, or, or his supporters. It's apologising to the viewers for the disruption. And it's reviewing the independent policies they put into place uh, or getting the independent body to review the policies around impartiality and neutrality. Um, my view on what Gary Lineker... I don't have a particular care for what Gary Lineker says. And Gary Lineker has a right to say certain things if if his contract doesn't stop him from doing it. Now, if his contract does stop him from doing it, then he can always choose other platforms where he can air his views. If it doesn't stop him from doing it, then what was all this about at the beginning of the week? Because it's all in the middle of the week and towards the back end of it. Because yeah. what we've seen is a politicised conversation and people drawing signs based upon... Everybody has freedom of speech, Jim. You have freedom of speech, I have freedom of speech. What we don't have is freedom of consequences. If I want to walk up to a police officer and tell him I think he's the biggest-looking burke on the planet, right, and then find myself arrested... That will be my freedom of speech being utilised and my consequence as a result of it. So I don't have a particular view on whether Gary Lineker should have the right to say something. My only view is, yeah. is if he has a relationship with a broadcaster that suggests that neutrality is part of their thinking, and anyone that says, oh, it's, it doesn't qualify for sports people, it's only news readers, and only political correspondents, well, that was a long time ago. And if you think that someone that's got 9 million followers that does have influence... 
not over me, I wouldn't choose a packet of crisps that Gary Lineker advocated for me to buy, <laughs> but over lots of other people, yeah. then they're slightly naive. OK, let me bring you up to date. In the last few moments, the BBC and Lineker apparently the best of friends again, um, because the BBC tell us this morning, uh, Lineker and BBC management have reached a deal to get the presenter back on air after the weekend's disruption to BBC sports schedules. The Director General, Tim Davey, says Gary's a valued part of the BBC and I know how much the BBC means to Gary. And I look forward to him presenting our coverage this coming weekend. In a statement, Davey also announces the BBC will launch an independent review into its social media guidelines with a particular focus on freelancers, outside news and current affairs like Lineker. Lineker says in a statement, I'm glad that we found a way forward. I support this review and look forward to getting back on air. Uh, Martin, you know the runners and riders and all of this. Um, has peace broken out? It seems it has. Uh, I'm, I'm very relieved to see that it has, Jim. Um, obviously, the grey area of um, social media guidance is where, we're, where, where we centralise this argument. Um, and they're talking about a review in that area. So I think that's only right and proper that that should happen. But, you know, no one can question Gary Lineker is an outstanding It's a win for Lineker, presenter. isn't it? I don't know if there are any winners, Jim, in all of this, really. Um, I think there was a solidarity towards Gary Lineker. And um, I think the BBC probably underestimated that value, that feeling. Um, people of freedom, freedom of, opi of, of opinion, because they are freelancers, the majority of the people that I work with. Why? There are very few BBC why, why are they employees. They, because they, they have that freedom to move from one broadcaster or, or to another. That's why I'm sat here today. Because of an IR35 relationship with broadcasters that give them a more tax-efficient positioning, right? That's the predominant reason. Well, it, it, well, it is. Nobody's offered me... I a, well, the BBC haven't offered me to be a BBC employee. So, okay. so Martin, the option it, wasn't there, in, in all of this, we saw a succession of presenters and pundits back Lineker and boycott the Beeb. Um you work for the BBC. Um, obviously, th this may or may not compromise you, and it's up to you how you answer it. But um, if they'd asked you to step in and come to work, would you have or would you have gone with the others? I, I wouldn't have been working either, Jim. No, not in that environment. I would have, uh, I would have sat that one out. Uh, I, I understand. Um, you know, Jim, when you've... Maybe I've made Simon, I can see him shaking his head a little bit. But, I haven't shook my head um, at all. You know, I, with me being sort of a big team player, I'm going to support the people around me. And I think actually the, f the freedom of speech is, is really important, Jim. And so therefore I would have actually consolidated with my, my other guy, the other guys and would, would have walked as well. I wasn't working this weekend. I am working next weekend and uh, I hope to do that. OK, Lineker has just tweeted, After a surreal few days, I'm delighted that we have navigated a way through this. I want to thank you all for the incredible support, particularly my colleagues at BBC Sport, for the remarkable show of solidarity. Football is a team game, but the backing was overwhelming. I've been presenting sport, BBC for three decades. It goes on. I can't wait to get back to match of the day chair and so on. Uh, final thought, however, difficult the last few days have been. It simply doesn't compare to having to flee your home from persecution or war to seek refuge in a land far away. It's heartwarming to have seen the empathy towards uh, the plight from many of you. Um, and that's how he finishes. So, Simon, at the end of the day, we've heard from Martin. We now hear from Lineker. We've heard from the BBC. Yep. Waters presumably become less muddy, don't they? In that they've cleared up people, this grey area of what you can and what you cannot tweet. People, no, they probably haven't. What they're going to do is clear that up going forwards. 
because what people have done is genderized it. People have made this about freedom of speech. Yes, of course, we all have freedom of speech. Again, I make the point. We don't have freedom from consequences as a result of freedom of speech. Martin doesn't get offered a contract with BBC because Martin isn't the presenter of Match of the Day, which is an iconic broadcast, which is synonymous with the BBC, so there's a different dynamic there. But to, to separate freelancers and BBC staff is a fool's errand because this is a very unique experience. But going to the question that you asked... The ideal was that the BBC have a view about what people should and shouldn't say. I know people that are very, very well healed, that have significant amount of money, that have relationships with the BBC for big shows, that have clauses in their contract about bringing the BBC into disrepute. Some people would argue that making a very strong political statement using language that some people would perceive as inflammatory could make that leap. The BBC obviously felt that they were in that space. Now, I'm no advocate of the BBC, but in, in 2020, when Tim Davey comes in to be able to sophisticate the processes around impartiality, if he hasn't done it properly, which it would seem is the case here, then the bottom line is they need to tighten it up. And what you will find now is a different relationship between Gary... No one won this battle. Everybody had degrees of loss out of it. And so with that in mind, you'll probably find the sophistication of Gary's social media Where's posting. Where's the loss for well, because ultimately, if he if they sophisticate the contracts going forward and say that social media uh, positions that have a political persuasion are no longer available, Gary will, will then be confronted with a new contract that probably in, encapsulates that particular clause. Well, now, whether he signs it or not is a different discussion. But the bottom line is, it's been turned into something. And then I look behind it and say, all of these other guys, yes, I built teams. I didn't get into a position to have made a significant amount of money from nothing without building significant people around me to help me get there. I believe in a team mentality. I also look behind it and say, well, okay, I actually, with a slightly cynical view, felt there was an opportunity. If all these people want to withdraw their services, consider it withdrawn permanently. I look at the next generation of broadcasters coming in and look at the next generation because this legacy idea that people get jobs for 30 years in the BBC and don't keep them forever is some sort of misnomer. And I would have saved the taxpayer some money, but that's a different discussion. Are you, are you saying that the ones who stood by Lineker, like Ian Wright, who was quick to jump on it, Alan Shearer and others... You would know if you're at the BBC in the hierarchy, well, I, you, you I, consider I, part I, of company I, I, with them. You know, the first time Ian Wright gives a sincere opinion, it'll be the first time. So, with that in mind, I look at it and say, I understand why they did it. I also I think that's not fair. Well, that's my view. Yeah, but it's, and, it's but, not fair. But, I, I don't but that's fine, Martin. I don't really care what you think. I was asked for my view. So, with that in I'm mind, mind. I, I look at it and say, we've, for, we all talk about people from our own personal experiences, right? So I can have that opinion based on my personal experiences. I then look at it and say, a very difficult environment for them. because it's professional? If, 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 it's a very difficult environment yeah. for them because if one goes out and then the others don't, they're all going to follow suit. Now, from my point of view, I look at it and say, Gary Lineker, probably, in fairness to Gary Lineker, wasn't looking for this kind of support. Probably wouldn't have expected this kind of support. He'd have been totally unaware of it. Totally unaware Absolutely. Of it. Absolutely. That's my understanding. Overwhelmed by the support. So he wouldn't have demanded it or commanded it or expected it. And whoever wanted to support this isn't this isn't carry on at your convenience, everybody out WC Boggs. There is an element of some of these BBC, if they're BBC employees, I'm not entirely sure it's their gift just to walk out. But then some would say, well, that's to be admired because you put yourself at risk. I have a slightly different view. The, the thing is, before I finish this part, Martin, with you, and I will come to you, Martin, Simon, you're a champion of free speech. You yes. hate the cancel culture. I do. People losing their jobs. I do. This surely, with Lineker and the rest of them in mind, is this not probably the best outcome? That the BBC has got, has got to go back 
to where it came from and say, look, we've got to review agree. this situation regards... Absolutely agree. ...regards what you can and cannot I, post I on never, social I media. I never wanted, never advocated, never suggested in anything I've said yeah. that Gary Lineker should be cancelled. All I said was, if the BBC has the right via an agreement with you, and don't be under any illusion that a personal services agreement via a, a, a standoff relationship won't have obligations upon you to behave yourself, specifically when you're leading one of the most iconic shows for the BBC. My view was, if you are allowed to say it, what are you on about, BBC? Why would you try and pull rank on somebody that you don't have a position to do so? If you aren't able to say it, well, I'm sorry, mate... You have a contractual obligation, you have to stick with it. And if you want yeah. to be able to say precisely what you want without consequence, yeah. then go work for another broadcaster. But you still think there should be consequences for those who supported Lenica and didn't show I don't think there work. should be consequences. I think, I think we live in a realistic world where I'm not entirely sure that all of this... I think there's a lemon mentality and a herd mentality that once, once right had come out, Shearer was going to do the next. And if anyone else dared to stand up, they would be blackballed as a result of the little football gang that gets together and says, actually, hang on a second, well, I don't hold your views. If, if none of them would have had the courage to say, well, I don't actually hold your views. Didn't you say, uh, let's sack the lot of them? I actually turned around and said, if it was... In, if, if, you if, regret if, that if, now, if, No, of course I don't. If it, in my view, I, I don't believe that they had the right to go out and do what they did. But if they believe they did... So with that in point, I look at it and go, I'll tell you what I would have done. You want to withdraw your services, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept your withdrawal of services on a permanent basis. I'll look at the next generation of presenters and give them an opportunity. And then I'll refine my relationship with people. But they're the best at what they do. That's your view. It all comes down to what you can and what you cannot say in social media. It all comes down to free speech, what actually constitutes free speech. Uh, the BBC say that the BBC has a commitment to impartiality in its charter and a commitment to freedom of expression. That is a difficult balancing act to get right where people are subject to different contracts and on-air positions and with different audience and social media profiles. The BBC's social media guidance is designed to help manage these sometimes difficult challenges and I'm aware, this is Tim David, the man at the top, I'm aware there is a need to ensure that the guidance is up to this task. It should be clear, proportionate and appropriate. Martin Keown, Arsene Invincible and Simon Jordan are with me in studio this morning. Simon, it would suggest that up until this point, it hasn't been clear, Obviously. proportionate and appropriate. And up until this point, there have been grey areas which should have been addressed by the BBC. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Tim Davey coming in in 2020 and suggesting emphatically that he had redrawn the lines around the impartiality and neutrality position, and clearly there's grey area in it. But obviously, over the years, we've seen Gary Lineker, and I don't really care what Gary says. Gary, in my mind, if he's contractually allowed to say what he wants to say, then I don't have a problem with it, really, because his politics aren't mine and he can have a view. And like Martin says, his freedom of thinking is his own. But if the BBC have warned him on numerous occasions, which they have, then they must feel they're on some sort of ground. Now, they, what they've allowed themselves to be is a political football. And the BBC has been a political football for years. Yeah. In 2001, Tony yeah. Blair appointed Gavin Davis, who was a Labour donor, and put Greg Dyke, who was a Labour Party member, in. All of this politicising of the BBC has gone on for a long time. And we've got this culture war going on. The bottom line is, is that if the BBC called this fight on and suggested that they needed to take a decision and a position around Gary Lineker's tweets, then they should have followed it through. And if they had the grounds to follow it through, because there will be a clause of some shape or form about disrepute, because you don't get to be on probably the most iconic BBC show 
and have a free range wherever you are because the, the, Gary Neal and Lineker is synonymous with Match of the Day and Match of the Day is synonymous with the BBC. Right? Yeah, they go hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. So that will come with a degree of responsibility. And how that responsibility lies in contractual terms is irrelevant as to whether you're a BBC employee or you're on a service contract right. that has certain obligations attached to it. Martin, you, unlike Simon and myself, you work for the BBC on occasion. Is it fair to say... Now that we know what we know this morning and peace has broken out, it should never have got to what it got to over the weekend. It should never have got to the stage it got to. No, and, and I think it's because of the boundaries. You know, it's, it's really what knowing where the boundaries are and that's not made clear. I mean, I work for the BBC and I'm not particularly... Nobody's ever sanctioned me. I've never, I'm not a, a social media animal anyway. I always feel there's a concern of going on there. Things can backfire. Uh, but I, I don't know what the boundaries are. Maybe that's something that they'll... they'll They'll enforce now that everybody works with the BBC freelance. We we'll get some, some, indi- some, indi- anyway. some indication of the rare. I know what Simon is suggesting that you have a, your your own break on what you should and shouldn't, shouldn't say. Um, but by and large, I'm I'm really pleased now, Jim, that, that we can get back to where we were. Do you, admire, fantastic, Lineker, do you admire, a, admire Lineker for what he did? I do. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he was willing, as Simon said, to fall on his sword. Absolutely willing to do that. Yeah, it's a man of conviction. Stay, he he, he believes in right, what he says. If, yes. if, you, if you said it and you meant it, then you can't apologise for it. He should never have apologised for it or retracted it because otherwise, what did he say it for? Mm. You either have these views. Too many people say things and then when it comes to any consequences, oh, put an armband on because we don't agree with something. Hang on, you're going to be consequenced for that. Oh, take the armband off. Okay, well then did you really mean it in the yeah. first place? Yeah. If Lineker meant what he said, which clearly he does, and for whatever reason he wanted to put it up on social media and lose the nine million followers that in part have been acu- accumulated as a result of being on the BBC to make that message heard, then he has to stand behind it. He can't apologise. Should the BBC kind of- apologise to Lineker? For what? For saying to him, we don't find that particularly acceptable when we need to redefine the guidelines. What they did was they handled it in a disastrously poor way. A disastrously poor way. They didn't communicate it properly. It looks like it's been handed down from the Tories, and it may well have been. Yeah. It may well have been a directive from the Tory government saying we don't like this, and clearly people think it is. I don't care if that's the case, because it's happened for time and memorial. What we do need to have is a BBC that operates with clear guidelines. You cannot suggest that clear communication, fr- freelance yeah. staff like yourself are anything resembling what Gary Lineker is. Gary Lineker is the presenter of the most iconic BBC show that exists. Well, is it the right outcome? Because now peace has broken out, and according to the BBC, they say we're announcing a review led by an independent expert reporting to the BBC on its existing social media guidance with a particular focus on how it applies to freelancers outside news and current affairs. The BBC are aware that Gary is in favour of such a review. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Moments ago, Tyson Fury gave us the latest version of events as he sees it regarding this upcoming fight that's proposed to happen on April the 29th between himself and Alexander Usyk. This was Fury moments ago. Hi, Tyson Fury here. Just a quick one. I've been speaking to the lawyers today and Usex people are talking about rematch clauses and all that Here's one to up the antes. How about there is no rematch clause for both of us? Let's up the antes completely. Never worry about what's in the future and how many more dollars you can get after you've been defeated. Worry about the fight. April 29th, no rematch clause. The winner takes the glory. How about that? The winner takes the glory, says Fury, and no rematch clause. So what do Yusik and his people think of that? Yusik's promoter Alex Krasiuk joins us live. Mr Krasiuk, it's always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. You heard Fury. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, so we are not here to use some rude words, so I will try to, to be polite. Uh, as Usyk said, uh, the greedy belly is, look, is still hoping to find a way to pull out. So we knew it before, we, knew it, we know it now, and uh, we know so as soon as Usyk accepts, let's imagine he accepts uh, no rematch clause, uh, Fury will still be searching for another thing to find and to pull out of the fight. Uh, I tell you why. Uh, he bluffed. And Usyk called his bluff. This is 100%. So he didn't expect uh, Usyk will accept uh, 70 to 30. Number two, he was uh, not in a training camp. And uh, we saw next morning those theatrical performance, like he was pretending jogging, then he was pretending fighting someone in the ring. It's all about nothing. He is not prepared. He's scared to fight and he will try to find the way to avoid Usyk as long as it is possible. So we don't trust him, we don't believe him. And uh, one more thing to know, when we started the negotiations, Fury side were the first to ask for the rematch. They asked for a rematch clause, Alex, did they? It was the, it was a Fury camp that asked for a rematch clause. Exactly. Fury were the first to ask for the rematch. And did you agree to it? We, and we supported this. Right. So now he's saying no rematch clause. And just to confirm, 
Yusik on Friday night on social media was saying, yeah, okay, I go for it. Uh, 30% to me, 70% to Fury. Is that right? He ha You can confirm he has agreed to that. And one million to the people of Ukraine. One million pounds, one million euros to the people of Ukraine. Pounds, exactly. One that million pounds. Usyk's, yeah, that was Usyk's response. So this, and, uh, la this latest outburst from Fury, will your man fight with no rematch clause, if that's what Fury wants? <laughs> uh, I tell you, I don't believe uh, anyone will fight. Because uh, even if you accept this now, he will still find the way, uh, try to find the way out. Why do, why do you think no, Fury is trying to get out of this? Because he's, he's scared. He, but, but Alex, he's getting, what, he's getting what he wanted. He's got 70, you've got 30. So he's won there. He's got 70% of the fight. He now yeah, says it's, it's no just, rematch it's clause. He doesn't want that, Alex. So he wants it as a one-off, presumably here in, at Wembley in London. So he is he not getting what he wants every time he goes back to the drawing board? No, he just doesn't want this fight to happen because he knows he's not prepared for it and it's only five weeks left. It's not sufficient for any proper fight fighter to get prepared for the undisputed heavyweight championship. It's it's definitely not sufficient. Would you say be ready why. for the 29th of April? He is ready. He's so Alex, been in a training camp since December. So Alex, with that in mind, given the fact that they offered the re they were the ones that advanced a rematch clause will you now call their bluff again and say right we'll take the 30 percent to make the fight happen we'll, we'll we want the million pounds to the ukraine because that's an extra part of the deal that we want and that's a little give from you but also okay if you want it that way we'll take the rematch clause off the table as well will you do that too now uh you know fighter is the final decision maker so it's up to Usyk to make this decision he made it first time, he made it second time, and it's up to him to make it third time. Have you spoken to Alexander Yusik since Fury spoke uh, about 20 minutes ago? Yeah, we exchanged a couple messages, but uh, nothing, nothing yet. What, what nothing do you think yet. is going to happen here, Alex? Is this going to happen or not? I think that whatever we offer, whatever we accept from Fury, uh, it will not uh, like uh, leave us with a fight. I mean, he will he will escape it anyway. But this must be the last thing, though, Alex. I mean, I, I understand you can't speak on behalf of the fighter, so I know you're going to say your position and reserve your position until you and Alexander have made your decision. But this can't. If if you if we get into the territory now of of, of Tyson Fury having the last word, you had the last word by saying we'll take thirty percent. But by the way, we want a million quid for Ukraine. He's now coming back <coughs> with his version of the last word, which is no rematch. If you give this. He can't go anywhere now. Surely his no. credibility will be shot to pieces. No, his credibility is already shot to pieces. Next time he will come up uh, publicly and say, okay, now, uh, Usyk, you will not receive uh, two tickets in a front row for your wife and your mum. Oh, yeah, but no one's going to stand that, Alex. No one's going to stand that, are they? No one's going to take that but, seriously. But, but who can take this seriously? It's not seriously already. So uh, it's all about, you know... Um, it's not serious already. The man is trying to escape, and people. I'm I'm really sorry for for for, for Tyson fans in the UK and throughout the world because it's a big shame. Uh, it's a shame for for a fighter to behave like that. It's not about money. I mean, it's not about boxing. It's it's about fear, uh, and the big man like Tyson. It's impossible that a man could have so much fear. So so Alex, at what point 
on behalf of Yusek, do you say, I tell you what, we're out. We're out. Usyk wants this fight badly. But, uh, you know, uh, he cannot fight just by himself. He needs an opponent in the ring. And his opponent is ducking him. So that's why uh, I, don't, I don't feel this fight will take place on April 29th. Whatever, whatever conditions Usyk will accept. Where, where is Usyk? Has he been training today? Yeah, he's training every day, three times per day. And that's what makes big men scared. <laughs> Alexander Usyk, thank you. So, so uh, Alexander Krasiuk, thank you so much for joining us. Alex, we appreciate your time. We know you're a busy man. Thank you for that. I don't know what to, to make of any of this now, Simon. It, it seems... Krasiuk well, comes to air every time we ask him to. And that's fine, because they've got the momentum with them and they've got the, um, they've got the, the right side of the argument. But if they don't, if they didn't want the rematch clause in the first place, and it was only Tyson that suggested it, then they won't have a problem in taking it off the table. Now, if that comes off the table, and I'm not suggesting it should, where I mean, Alex is taking it from from the sublime to the ridiculous. He won't give us two ringside seats for Usyk's wife, but no one can suggest that would be a reason for a fight not happening. No, of course uh, not. But, but it seems that Fury's changed the goalposts every yeah, but, time. But, but I think it's about asserting yourself in the conversation as being the A side. The last word in the conversation is mine, not your son. Well, no, he's basically digging him out, saying he, he's fearful because he's not training, he's not prepared for the fight. Now, but I think he, I think that's he, a very dangerous thing to say because if you look back to the third fight with Wilder, Fury, not Fury Fury hardly trained. His daughter was 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 ill. She, you know, he lost a daughter. He hardly trained, yeah, and he I, still came back. I think he did train, him. But I understand what you're saying. But, so the, point, but he, the point is this: is if it, how fit does he need to be? be frightened, right? Because if if Usyk comes back and says, "Via Alex, we'll take the rematch clause out of there," both of the back of themselves. There's no there's no safety net in this fight now. Basically, if you lose your belt, Tyson, you ain't going to get it back on a rematch because but the fellow's going to set himself. Make Crash is a strong conviction. But then you're in this territory now where you're going to have the whole media circus turn. The media circus, which we've just seen in full. Debate over at Gary Lineker will turn the boxing media circles will turn around and go to Fury. You're a coward, and they will, because they'll turn around and say you've moved the goalposts now. You've got the seventy thirty. You've got the rematch clause out. Not you've really, the last because week. he's going to. They will. Well, they will. They'll go after him. But well, he's basically saying, look, 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 look at Conor Let's put it all on the line. Yeah, but if Usyk wins that, he, he's running. But if Usyk, he won't, he won't if be Usyk him again. gives him that, and there's another obstacle in the way, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Then the whole world's going to turn on Tyson Fury, and he might not care. And, and say enough. And now. say you're a joke. Yeah. And no, no, come on now, yeah. that's a joke. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 